Hey, welcome back to the channel. My name is Seamland and uh, today we're going to be doing a Q&A. So I basically did a Q&A on my Instagram and I just decided to also record me answering to some of the questions live and uh, yeah, give some additional maybe comments on that. Uh, so uh, yeah, just you know, let's get straight into it. This episode is brought to you by Blue Blocks, my favorite light and sleep optimization companies. Artificial light at night exposure is associated with diabetes, obesity, heart disease, cancer and Alzheimer's. Blueblocks provides the highest quality blue blocking glasses that filter out the specific wavelengths that have been shown to suppress melatonin in studies. Melatonin is more than the sleep hormone. It's also vital for longevity, anti-aging and immunity. Artificial light exposure suppresses melatonin up to 99% and makes your brain think that it's daytime before bed. That's why I love using Blue Blocks to guarantee my body is making high amounts of melatonin prior to sleep. They also have daytime lenses that you can use to reduce digital eye strain and retinal damage when working in front of a computer all day. You can get a sweet 15% discount of all the Blue Blocks glasses, red light light bulbs, red light devices and sleep masks if you head over to blueblocks.com forward slash seamlund and use the code seam15. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com forward slash seamlund and the code is seam15, S-I-I-M 15. Right, the first question, uh, do you really need NAD boosters when you're young and you have a healthy lifestyle? So, um, you know, the amount of NAD you have, there is a decline in your NAD when you get older. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't mean that you necessarily will have always high levels of NAD when you're young. Many things that uh, depleted also, like inflammation, just your know, bad lifestyle habits, not sleeping enough, not exercising, um, mitochondrial dysfunction, some other metabolic disorders, they can deplete the NAD faster and uh, you know it depends on the person whether or not they, they need it. Uh, by default most young people don't really need it if they're you know decently healthy uh, but yeah like some chronic fatigue conditions or those kind of things you know people may need it uh, but yeah other than that not really. Uh, but it doesn't mean that the NAD boosters may not have additional benefit they may still improve some aspects of you know athletic performance or uh, metabolic health uh, we don't really know that yet uh, I personally would much rather yeah like focus on the things that keep your NAD levels elevated like the you know exercise and tyrosine eating and uh, proper diet getting enough NAD boosters from that and also like the circadian realignment I think that's the kind of the crucial part that's which I talk about in my the circadian um, NAD activation system guide which is going to tell you exactly what to do. So you will need to focus on those kind of things. Uh, but in some cases, the NAD boosters do um, have a benefit. I take them. Uh, so um, yeah, whether or not you need it depends on uh, the actual objective amount of NAD that you have in a particular moment. Next question, tips for increasing testosterone. So um, well, that for that, uh, I would say usually, let's say the biggest reason for low testosterone nowadays in men is like exposure to i mean obesity obviously <laughs> is the biggest one and uh basically being uh, sick metabolically sick uh, those kind of things will be the biggest reason then the second one at least what a lot of people think is uh, the exposure to different kinds of plastics and uh, chemicals these xenoestrogens that mimic estrogen in the body uh, those are considered to be also quite or at least they're, they're the, one of the biggest shifts in our recent let's say evolution that has also been correlated to the decline in testosterone levels in a lot of men. So um, besides that, mm, things that actually boost testosterone would be you know, lifting weights, eating a good diet, not becoming uh, diabetic and obese, 
And from the macro perspective, then like low carb diets may lower testosterone. They have been found to do that, uh, whereas like high carb intake can uh, boost testosterone levels and thyroid levels from the amount. But low fat diets are also bad for testosterone. So there are some studies that find the if you increase the fat intake from like, you know, 15% to 20% or 25% or something, then the testosterone also increases. Uh, but you don't see like an additional increase after 35% of uh calories as fat or maybe it was 45 percent i can't really remember off the top of my head but yeah like you don't need to be on a full ketogenic diet uh, it can actually be harmful for testosterone levels but you do want to get at least like you know 35 40 percent of your calories as fat and uh, obviously the best fats for that uh, for testosterone tend to be like saturated fat and uh, cholesterol from eggs is also quite quite beneficial for that but also like you know the omega-3s and um, uh, basically poofas on fish those can also be uh, beneficial for that you want to avoid you know trans fats and um, those kind of things and lastly sleep like not sleeping enough is kind of also quite bad for uh, testosterone what's the reason for burps after having meal and after drinking water so um, that's mostly like indigestion not enough stomach acid so you're probably not chewing the food properly you may be you know having some gut issues with that particular type of food maybe some allergic response um, it could also be yeah just you know drinking too much water with a meal that can be harmful and the way you can deal with that would be to you know chew it properly and uh, maybe get some apple cider vinegar or uh, digestive enzymes what do you think about master amino acid pattern so i i have i'm not particularly like aware of what it is this map master amino acid pattern and when I did a Google search, then I found that it's some sort of like a patented amino acid uh, blend of eight amino acids. So I don't think really think that it doesn't matter <laughs> that it's some sort of special formula. Uh, I think regular essential amino acids are good enough. And uh, yeah, they're maybe even better. Your thoughts on turkesterone for uh, muscle building. So turkesterone is, a, is a something that I've tried. Uh, I've uh, started to experiment with. I haven't used for that long. Uh, to see um, or make like conclusive statements i do think that it does help a little bit of like strength not muscle building straight per se but uh, strength i do think that it does help my strength a little bit um, but i think also like the, from the studies i, I haven't looked into a lot of the studies but i know that there are some evidence that it does help with muscle building and strength but it's like debunked or it's not um you know always the case so it's not conclusive so it may have some benefits and i do think that you may be needing to get like a super large dose of it to see like an actual benefit for uh, most people mm, depends on your training status as well if you're super advanced then you'll probably see less effect if you're a beginner then you're gonna see some benefit maybe but you do would need maybe like a larger dose to see those effects as well uh do skip leg day <laughs> uh not really like uh, I actually have quite thick quads and legs, <laughs> uh, although I'm not like uh, training them uh, like every day or something. I did this squat everyday challenge in uh, college for uh, one month where I squatted heavy every day and that like exploded my legs quite a lot. And I haven't like needed to train my legs that frequently to maintain that um, basically mass but uh, generally I do train legs, maybe like uh, currently like my focus has been on like calisthenic movements, like 
planches, front levers, and those kind of things, and having like super thick legs, <laughs> it's gonna be much more difficult for that. And I think that's one of the biggest like my obstacles in like getting the planche and stuff is also just my legs are pretty heavy and uh, thick or muscular, so <laughs> I don't really skip leg day, but I do have it like only like at the moment like once a week. I train my legs. Plus, I do like a lot of cycling, which is like massive uh, in terms of uh, the quads. So you do like sprints with uh, cycling. It's like amazing for uh, the quad muscles. Would you recommend creatine if most most of my activities are cross country skiing? Yes, like creatine benefits any sport. It uh, just it improves more things than just sport. <laughs> it improves your brain function. It improves your uh, energy improves your sleep, improves your longevity, and yeah, I think anyone you know, can benefit from uh, creatine. How to fix constipation? Depends on the cause of the constipation. Um, I mean, like if it's dehydration, then you need to fix that. Some digestive enzymes could help, but uh, making sure that you uh, eat the kind of foods that uh, don't cause constipation, so some sort of like um, maybe too much of refined stuff that can be an issue how to fix it yeah like yeah depends on what you mean by fix like if you can you can fix it by you know taking a like a diarrhea thing or a, <laughs> I don't know what you even call it uh, a, a drug that causes diarrhea or something but uh, you know is it fixed? It's not fixed in the long term. So you need to, in the long term you need to fix that. Yeah, like I need to avoid or fi figure out what is causing this constipation. Some probiotics may help, like seed. I think can be amazing for that. Some other beneficial foods, like maybe um, what's it called? Not uh, psyllium husk. Yeah, that's one that can help. And um, apple pectin is a good one. I like it. Those can be good for the gut microbiome. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, tips on improving memory. So uh, obviously you want to have like you know good diet for the brain and uh, sleep and uh, exercise. Those kind of things that can be beneficial. There are also like you know these mnemonic exercises. You try to memorize uh, or you associate certain uh, concepts with like either like your fingers or something you can also yeah, attach certain concepts into or embed certain answers to a test into like a finger or yeah like this mnemonic exercise you can kind of google and search i think those are pretty good how to heal faster cold sores mm, well zinc is good for wound healing and uh, red light is also probably good for that infrared Maybe like just, you know, warm bath <laughs> and uh, warm water can also do the trick. Um, I don't have like that much experience with cold sores. So yeah, I think that's kind of my answer. Uh, your view on carnivore diet, many got great health benefits with it. Well, I think that, yeah, like the carnivore diet can be good for some people uh, if they have autoimmunity or gut issues. If you don't have any, if like if you can still eat plants, and you can still eat vegetables and all the tubers and, and etc. Then I don't see a reason why you would want to 
go on a full strict carnival ad if there's no necessity for that. I think most people will be better off uh, on the, some more like a balanced ad. And uh, the research also does suggest that like a more balanced ad obviously is a more superior to than uh, like a full on all meat diet in my opinion. Can I replace TMG supplementation with two cups of spinach in my smoothie? So um, spinach does have TMG. I wouldn't like eat two cups of spinach a day or especially not put it into the smoothie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's easier to get the TMG from the supplement compared to two cups of spinach. <laughs> but uh, you can get the TMG also from other foods like, you know, beets and uh, other other like greens uh, you don't need to be you know eating two cups of spinach all all to get all the tmg uh, although i do think that you know tmg supplement can also be more convenient like just eating massive amounts of spinach doesn't sound like a good idea is a 48 hour fast uh, plus 24 refeeding a good protocol to lose fat well that depends on you know, how many calories you're eating and um, whether or not you rebound whether or not you refeed uh, so uh, generally it's okay I mean it's fine but um, you know a lot of people may not do well with the uh, aspect of um, eating after breaking the fast and they may overcompensate by eating too much calories uh, and you know the 48 hour fast is obviously still not better for muscle maintenance and uh, training compared to even eating once a day or uh, eating two times a day so I'm, I'm i personally think that yeah like if you're training hard etc then it's better to eat every day and uh, maybe like a, a occasional 48 hour fast is good what's the best fish oil supplement to take well most fish oils are you know bad they're kind of rancid or uh, oxidized a few like better ones would be like maybe krill oil or even cod liver oil is good uh, because it's uh, generally less um, let's say uh, damaged and uh, it also has like more benefits cod liver oil than just regular fish oil regular fish oil is just like all the fish you know scratched <laughs> together whereas the cod liver oil is more like you know the actual liver uh, does ingesting mushroom supplements in pills versus in powder make a difference? Personally, I've noticed that I, I like the pills better because it's you can just you know get the dose and uh, swallow it, whereas you if you want to get the powder, then you actually need to get a bit of more of the powder. Uh, and the tinctures, like yeah, the tinctures with alcohol, they apparently do absorb better a little bit than powder, but. Um, I find it more convenient to take like a pill, like a reishi pill. I like the reishi, the reishi I take is more like the uh, capsule, not the powder, for example, or the tincture. Although the tincture can also be good. Is there any benefit to the steam room or should I stay with only the sauna? The steam room does elevate, has like some similar benefits, but you're not gonna get the full cardiovascular effects uh, you're gonna sweat a lot um, but uh, you I mean your heart's not gonna race that much you can use it for excreting heavy metals and stuff but you're not gonna get like a full 
these uh, cardiovascular protective effects that you see in these Finnish studies, but uh, obviously it's still better than uh, nothing, I think. Any good NMN brand other than Do Not Age? The, there was this yeah, Chromatex study, or they, they took all these different NMN brands from Amazon, and they found that, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it's something like 90% were underdosed, and 67% were like with zero NMN <laughs> at all. So most of the brands on Amazon you see for NMN are like, you know, complete garbage and they don't actually have NMN. And the only two uh, brands uh, that apparently do have are Junadej and uh, Allied by Science. Um, I may be wrong with the exact numbers there, but uh, yeah, there's like only a handful of actual brands that have actual NMN in them and Junadej is uh, one of them, which I'm uh, also affiliated with and uh, the ones I'm taking. To, to, to how to fix acidity and bloating, please, any tips along with supplements? Uh, well, I mean, acidity, that depends. Are you referring to, like, blood acidity or gut acidity or whatever? If you have high acidity in the gut, then you shouldn't get bloating because that means that, you're, you know, that your stomach is breaking down the food. And uh, bloating usually comes from, like, not enough acidity, actually. If you're referring to acidity, like you use the pH strip from the urine, uh, then for that you would obviously need to just consume more alkaline foods and reduce the acidic foods. Um, chances are you're not eating enough uh, bicarbonate, which you could get from mineral waters and uh, vegetables and plants. And uh, acidic foods would be yeah, like coffee, meat, and um, refined grains and those kind of things. Bloating you can fix, yeah, by just actually taking apple cider vinegar or um, yeah, the other things that I mentioned earlier that uh, don't drink water during the meal. What is inositol used for? Well, inositol helps with insulin production, insulin sensitivity, improves energy performance, exercise performance and uh, brain function, sleep even. So those kind of things, it's very cool, it's a very good supplement. I take it every day. Do, do, do. I eat clean foods but still crave sweets. Why? Well, uh, the answer may be because of like leptin. Um, you may, if you're like obese, then you secrete more leptin and that uh, doesn't register the satiety signals in your brain. If you're um, let's say dopamine pathways are kind of, let's say, habituated to higher sugar consumption and uh, junk food, then that's also you know, something that you just need to time to uh, change. Mm, you can, a lot of, can also be like some nutrient deficiencies that like you have a picture of chocolate here. So <laughs> chocolate may have like magnesium. That's kind of the folklore about why people crave chocolate to get the magnesium. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, real you know depends like chocolate i think is a good healthy food uh, dark chocolate and uh, i mean unless you're yeah, literally craving for like cake or kinder um, bueno <laughs> then uh, or snickers bars then uh, yeah that's not an issue i think and as long as you're not gaining weight from that least bad ve vegan whey alternative so that's uh, protein and uh, pea protein 
and hemp is also good but pea protein is kind of the best vegan um, protein powders does exist study about how many times per week or month should man ejaculate um, there is no <laughs> I don't know there's like a textbook answer to this but uh, the one study that I do know is that uh, the testosterone peaks from abstaining from ejaculation at day seven and it doesn't increase after that so it doesn't make sense from the hormone perspective to not ejaculate any longer than seven days mm. so uh, I mean yeah that's maybe the answer that I would give like at least uh, once every, once every seven days is where you peak with the health benefits or the hormone benefits <laughs> and obviously doing it more frequently is also fine maybe I don't want I wouldn't think that you want to do it like every day I don't think that's a good idea maybe like you know two to three times a week maximum would be a fine amount but optimally I would say maybe like once maybe twice a week do, 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 do. any suggestions for healthy weight gain uh, well for that you would need just the calorie surplus and in order to like partition those nutrients and calories to the muscles which you would want uh, instead of fat you would uh, want to lift weights so lifting weights will signal the body that all the calories that you get will be directed more towards the muscle and um, to make sure that it does really happen you would also need you know pr protein so just eat high protein lift weights, eat a small calorie surplus and uh, carbs I think are better for um, weight gain because uh, a lot of those carbs will be then used for muscle glycogen so the most of the weight that you will gain will go from, will come from the glycogen storage and water weight instead of actual fat mass are green powders worth it and if so which brand? Uh, well green powders um, Obviously, like uh, greens aren't as nutrient dense as liver, but I do think that you can still gain a lot of good nutrients from um, any kind of green powder. And uh, I mean, they taste also good, depend on brand. <laughs> but this Athletic Greens is the one I use. I think they taste great. They have good nutrients. Um, I use it not every day, but uh, quite often. And I mean, like the green powders can also be good for like uh, gelating. So they have like chlorella some most of the time and other like these detox stimulating uh, plants like uh, dandelion or um, others that uh, help the liver to detox better and also bind to toxins and uh, those kind of things so yeah i think that they can be fine but they're not essential you don't need to take it uh, but i think they can be convenient and uh, good vegan lifestyle two days a week opinion I mean, it's a good idea, or you know, <laughs> I think do think that like a periodic reduction in meat consumption can be beneficial for longevity, um, for many reasons, like you know, methionine restriction, uh, it lowers or reduces mTOR activation, probably will also re result in calorie restriction, and uh, you're not going to become like nutrient deficient if you do it like two days a week or whatever. So I think yeah, it's a good way to like mimic calorie restriction and uh, methionine restriction. Been struggling with falling asleep and sleeping eight hours. Any immediate thoughts? Mm, well, depends on do you need eight hours. Like not everyone needs eight hours. And uh, if you don't have like that particular high sleep demand, then you may not need sleep to eight, sleep eight hours. Um, but if you 
are still feeling tired and uh, basically wrecked after sleeping eight hours uh, or not being able to fall for sleep until eight hours then for that i would first look at the light exposure so make sure that the the uh, light is uh, optimized to the circadian rhythms morning sunlight a blue light blocking in evening and i do think that the amount of sleep quality is directly linked to almost like the amount of sunlight you get exposed to on the skin so if you get exposed to a lot of sunlight then you build up this melatonin and uh, that also makes you fall asleep better at night uh, magic spoon contains sunflower oil but you are sponsored by them why well i mean first of all like the amount of sunflower oil then in there wouldn't be significant like it's literally like maybe one milligram or maybe one gram or something um and uh, second of all it's not gonna be have like any actual negative health effects like i don't think that like sunflower oil it's like most of the damage comes from like processing of the oils and uh, heating because like even like you can even oxidize like olive oil and you can oxidize healthy oils and healthy fats so the way you kind of treat those fats is also relevant and from the perspective let's say talking about muscle building which the magic spoon <laughs> tries to let's say promote not necessarily but you know it's a high protein cereal and uh, obviously protein is important for muscle growth but you know inflammation actually is also involved in the muscle building process and like arachidonic acid which is this um, pro-inflammatory fat that actually helps with muscle growth <laughs> so if you let's say consume some seed oils in very small amounts together with this uh, whey protein cereal then that is a net positive for muscle growth because it promotes the muscle building adaptation uh, through inflammation although i don't think that it does raise inflammation at all like <laughs> it's so small amount and it doesn't matter but even if it did then it would be a benefit for the muscle building process um, can you get the benefits of circadian rhythm alignment if you tend to sleep and wake up late so if you mean by if you mean by that that you're uh, like a night owl then not the full benefits because there's like the um, spectrum of light change from the sun changes throughout the day so you get a different type of uh, wavelength or the spectrum light spectrum in the morning than you do in the afternoon and in the evening and uh, the morning sunlight is quite crucial for starting the circadian rhythm um, and um, also triggering your body to you know start making melatonin at night so um, i mean you wouldn't be you know missing out on a lot but there wouldn't be like optimal solution depends on how like how late do you wake up like if you wake up at like 12 then that's probably like a too late <laughs> although you can still you know align yourself with the circadian rhythm a little bit it's gonna be harder for your system to do how to lower resting heart rate at night so uh, one of the biggest things i think for that is making sure that you're not watching news or social media <laughs> so things that trigger you will raise your heart rate don't do that and um, cooler temperature sleeping in cooler temperature not eating before bed just anything that doesn't put stress on the system whether it be exercise uh, hot temperature eating news those kind of things tea drink drinking tea can lower your heart rate probably and uh, relax you Uh, da, 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 da. please tell us carb cycling to gain weight 
So carb cycling, what are the way I do it is that I eat low carb on um, rest days and I eat carbs after my workout. And uh, the idea is that, you know, you can basically replenish your muscle glycogen much more effectively after the workout. And at other times when you're not working out, you maintain like this semi-ketosis, which is I prefer for the like neuroprotective effects and those kind of things. Uh, so uh, I think the best time to eat carbs Unless you're like a power lifter and unless you're actually a competing athlete, then the best time to eat carbs is after the workout. Uh, even from the muscle building perspective, it can be so because your body is like super hyper responsive towards the hypertrophy, hypertrophy and protein synthesis after the workout. Um, what could be the reason for bitter metallic taste in mouth but still no bad breath? Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind would be like zinc. So maybe like getting too much zinc or something like that. Maybe you're taking a zinc supplement, so I would recommend you not do that. But that's the first thing that comes to mind. Does creatine affect mTOR? Uh, yes, it actually does. It uh, promotes the mTOR C1 complex. So it helps with uh, muscle growth. It's also like a myostatin inhibitor, which means that it removes the breaks of your body wanting to not build muscle. So if you take creatine, then your body's like, hey, <laughs> let's build muscle, basically. Um, and it's uh, obviously many other benefits as well, like the brain. Can low calorie diet have effect bad on joints? Uh, well, eventually, yes. Like if you become low calorie and low thyroid, then you will, will lose bone density and uh, yeah that can be bad in the chronic term my dad is a sports guy but he has a bit of extra fat best weight loss strategy for him <laughs> well depends on what sports he is doing like i mean like uh, pool is also sports <laughs> and uh compared to like endurance running so different kinds of sports um or even if he's just you know like a couch sports guy Regardless, the best way to lose weight would be just, you know, incorporate some sort of exercise routine that includes both resistance training and cardio. Um, the focus should be on resistance training and uh, cardio being like a more secondary thing. And um, yeah, the diet, obviously just, you know, eat less calories a little bit, keep the protein high, maybe do some carb cycling and eat the foods that satiate you that's kind of the main points whey protein before during or after workout i like it before because i like i'm taking it while i'm fasting so it's going to be the best way for me if you eat before the training then uh, you don't need to take whey protein before but maybe like after and if you continue to fast after the training then after is also fine how to limit blue light? I can't afford blue light glasses. Well, the easiest thing to do is just you know not turn on the lights. <laughs> if you don't turn on the lights, then you're not gonna get any blue light either. Um, but there are also like you know special um, light bulbs that uh, change, basically red light light bulbs. Those are good. And like regular salt lamps are also nice. They don't have the blue, like intense blue light, but more like yeah this amber light. I wear blue blockers every night. Is the artificial light that comes from the sides still harmful? Well, not really, because the 
cornea or the, like the retina is the where the uh, signaling happens. Even if it does, basically, your the light isn't going to get in basically from the sides, and the front is the most important part. How many rest days should you take per week from running and strength work? Mm. Well, what I do is like I lift or do resistance training on one day and the second day I'll do cardio. So I'll you know cycle that lifting, cardio, lifting, cardio, lifting, cardio, lifting, cardio, and then maybe like a one or two rest days uh, for me. But I do like to keep like rest day in between uh, lifting sessions sessions because uh, yeah they can be they require a longer uh, rest period best time to take AKG supplement alpha ketoglutarate so uh, I think it's in the morning and before training because it uh, AKG does suppress mTOR as well so you don't want to be taking it after workout any tips any tips for preventing slowing age related macular degeneration so I I cite you want to use fil like glasses, filtering glasses to the blue light is the biggest thing that uh, damages the eyes and um, the diet also is huge. So like inflammatory foods accelerate the process and eye yoga, like looking at the distance and doing like some sort of eye yoga exercises. Those are good as well, just for general eye strain. If you could afford just one supplement, what would it be? Well, I would say like creatine because I think it's the, one of the most researched and one of the most effective supplements. Um, but it's very dirt cheap as well. <laughs> so even if I could afford only one supplement and I choose creatine, then I would still have like a lot of money left over <laughs> to choose from because the creatine is so, che so cheap and so effective. Um, yeah, I would say creatine. But if I had to choose like one supplement without any restrictions, then I would choose maybe... Maybe NMN <laughs> if I had no restrictions. Uh, but yeah, creatine or glycine maybe. Why is creatine helping me to sleep better? Because it's uh, beneficial for the brain and helps with ATP production in the brain and reduces sleep demand, uh, which I talked about with Greg Potter in my podcast. So yeah, it's, it's quite an amazing thing. B -b -b Mineral water, minerals, bioavailability, too little amount to matter. Uh, well, mineral waters have like less minerals than food, but you absorb the minerals better from the water. Uh, so up to like 40% better. And uh, funny enough, if you drink the mineral water with the food, then you absorb the minerals from the food also better, which we talk about in the mineral fix. And like spas, spa waters, Spa baths, uh, those are also, you absorb a lot of the minerals through the skin. So water is like an amazing vehicle for minerals. How much boron to take daily and does it need to be cycled on and off? Well, the good optimal amount that we talk about in the mineral fix is uh, 3 milligrams a day. And you can get it from like either taking a 3 milligram boron supplement or uh, eating like 2 to 3 dried prunes, which is the highest source of boron. I take the supplement and uh, do we need to cycle off? I don't think so. You may want to skip a day or two, but um, I mean, yeah, three milligrams is fine. Supplements for neuroplasticity improved learning for mid-late 20s. Well, I think the best one is uh, Lion's Mane. It uh, helps with the brain and 
nerve growth factor and new plasticity. But yeah, I think that's the best one. Niacin can also be useful because it kind of enhances the effects of the lion's mane. Why are smoked fish and meats bad? Well, there is some like studies find the association between smoked meat and fish consumption with like cancer. Do I think that it's valid? Yeah, like I think mechanistically, yes, a little bit, like because it's smoke and smoking is also bad, we know, creates carcinogens and the heat probably contributes to the oxidation of the fats and carcinogenic effects of the of the fats in the meat or the fish. Especially fish, you, you don't want to like overheat the fish because the poofas are going to get oxidized <coughs> quite fast. But like eating a little bit of uh, smoked meat and fish wouldn't be an issue. But you wouldn't want to be probably doing it every day. Can I drink cold water while I'm in the sauna? Or that will diminish the benefit? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I don't think <coughs> that a cold water would uh, like have any effect on that. It may like reduce your core temperature and it will take a longer time to get the benefits, but uh, yeah, not really. <clears throat> One thing that actually like also prolongs the effects of the or the benefits of the sauna is like uh, sodium and hydration. So if you like preload with salt before the sauna, then it, your core temperature will stay lower for longer, and it would take a longer time to get the benefits from the sauna. <laughs> so if you want to get the benefits of the sauna faster, then go in there dehydrated. Or but it's also dangerous. So I would recommend do that. But uh, yeah, like don't basically hydrate yourself with salt um, or glycine that both uh, reduce the core temperature. But regular cold water probably has no effect. <coughs> Does fewer ingredients equal more optimal nutrient absorption when digested? Well, it depends on the ingredients. Some compete with each other, whereas others don't. Um, like um, tyrosine, the amino acid, if you take it alone, then it can boost dopamine, but if you take it with other amino acids, then it doesn't get absorbed that well. So yeah, it depends on the uh, purpose. Why is red light evolutionarily good for performance, etc.? Well, the reason for that is not sure like the evolutionary reason, but the mechanistic reason is because it basically helps to produce ATP and uh, makes the mitochondria work more optimally or better. <coughs> uh, so, um, Evolutionarily, I think it's just, you know, exposure to sunlight. If you get exposed to the sun, then evolutionary that means that, you know, you're able to hunt basically more things or get food, gather food better. So yeah, it just helps with ATP and energy production, mitochondrial function. What do you think about CBD oil? Is it good? Any good CBD oil brand you know? Uh, I don't know any brands actually. I I don't. I've never really taken CBD. There is some studies yeah that helps with inflammation and uh, relaxation and sleep. Uh, yeah, I think it, it can be good, but I I just haven't used it myself. Uh, the the studies do find that there is some benefit. Du, 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 du. Best tips to help or slow down lumbar osteoarthritis? Thanks. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, depends on the reason. So things that contribute to arthritis would be, you know, low thyroid, 
low magnesium, low calcium intake, low vitamin D, not exercising, not lifting weights, low boron intake. Uh, yeah, so all those things, low protein intake, excess inflammation from, I don't know, refined grains or uh, other things. So yeah, those kind of things uh, would be also <laughs> some things to work on. Red light therapy can help with that, at least infrared, infrared light, infrared saunas are beneficial. There are studies that find that cold exposure can help to at least alleviate the pain associated with arthritis. But the yeah treatment would be some sort of infrared, would be better infrared sauna. Can I use a CGM without doctor's prescription? Well, uh, yes, you can. With uh, now, you have these different companies like Very Stable, Levels, Nutrisense, many ones. You can actually, yeah, just even get the uh, Freestyle Libre CGM from uh, Amazon or uh, eBay or whatever, and uh, just use the Freestyle Libre app itself. Like, there's no actual, you know, barriers actually anymore. So, yeah, like I actually have one on at the moment. Da -da -da -da. Let's do a test. <laughs> What's my What's my blood sugar level right now? 4.6, which is pretty nice. It's uh, like below 100. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a um, convenient tool and um, quite accessible. I do recommend the very stable or something like levels because you can, they will send it for you. So you don't have to like look for the CGM. Sauna before sports massage or after? interesting I would well it's much I think it's much <laughs> much more um, yeah convenient to get the massage and then do the sauna because then the sauna experience would also be a bit more relaxing um, and maybe like the massage would also like mobilize some you know lymph flow and those kind of things and then it would be better to go to, go to the sauna and sweat sweat so um, yeah, I would do it after this massage. And last question, improve blood flow. Uh, well, some supplements that help with that is like citrulline is the best one. Uh, and there is like some studies find that the beetroot can help with, but it's not a significant amount, at least in terms of having a significant effect on performance. Uh, so where citrulline does other things for blood flow, I mean exercise, movement, mm, eating, yeah, nit nitrate foods, celery, beetroot, spinach, that can be good. But also like just being, you know, not hypothyroid. <laughs> like if you're like low thyroid and uh, low calorie intake, then uh, that can also like just cool the body down and reduce the blood flow. So like I find like eating eating like you know just carbs and protein foods that raise your metabolic rate is very good for the blood flow as well. But of course like red light, infrared light, those also apply here. All right, well that's it. This is the end of the questions. There's a few that I didn't answer, but uh, yeah, I think I got like almost 80% or 90%. Um, we're gonna do those things in the future if you want to jump in on the Q&A's themselves or ask questions then uh, yeah make sure you follow me on Instagram 
I'll be doing those usually like once a week and uh, from now on we'll also post them onto the YouTube so it's gonna be a good additional uh, content for you other than that thanks for watching this video make sure to click like subscribe notification bell as well my name is Seem stay optimized stay empowered